Good morning and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. So on Jew in the City, for those of you who have listened before, we have a mission to break down stereotypes about Orthodox Jews. Over time in our nine years of existence, or nine and a half actually, yes, it has been that long, um, we've realized that stereotypes about Orthodox Jews and Orthodoxy extend not just within the non-Orthodox community and the non-Jewish community, but even there are Orthodox Jews who don't realize sort of the breadth and the nuance that can exist within a halachic lifestyle. And so our mission is to show that living an Orthodox life can be enjoyable in the physical world, bagashmias, but that it also adds meaning, that it adds purpose to our physical existence, baruchnias, in the spiritual sense. I was a kid that grew up with really all the physical happinesses and emotional uh, happinesses that a secular person could want. Um, we traveled a lot. We ate good food. We had, you know, a, a loving family and a good education. Um, and I grew up feeling sorry for Orthodox Jews on, for various reasons, um, because I was sure that the women were subjugated and I was sure they were extremists. And one thing in particular was kosher. It was a disaster because we kind of kept kosher for Passover for the eight days of Pesach. Um, we didn't turn over our dishes. We weren't that intense, but everything had to have a hechsher. It had to have a, a kosher symbol. Um, and so much so to the point that one of my friends, I distinctly remember, was eating something during Pesach that was not like maybe technically chametz, but it also didn't have a hechsher on it. And I remember thinking, and I'm like this kid that's not keeping Shabbos that eats pig at the same time, like, ach, nebach, this girl, like she's so she's so off her, her the path. Um, so Pesach, we did well, and everything had to have a symbol. Um, but the one saving grace of Pesach was that you got to go normal again after eight days. And the whole eight days, I would every commercial, every kid in school that was eating cookies or bread or cake. My mouth was salivating. I was dying, but I would just count down like the minutes by the end for Pesach to be over. But Nebuch, those Orthodox Jews, they never got to go back to normal. Their entire life was not getting to eat everything they wanted. And then I went and became Orthodox. I realized that my life of just waiting for my next meal with happy people, it wasn't enough. I wanted something lasting in this world, something that will continue after my stomach was full and I was looking for the next thing to do and I discovered a life of Torah and mitzvot and I saw that although there are restrictions there's lots of enjoyable things that you can do within those restrictions and the funny thing is that after I started keeping regular kosher the next Pesach rolled around and it was a breeze I saw that my own self-control had reached a new level and that I was more in control of my desires and things that I wanted, and it actually felt good. It felt like this is what being a human can be, not just running after the smell of something that smells good, but saying, you know what, this isn't for me right now. But still, I have a different idea about what you know traveling um, is in terms of food. When I grew up, not only could you be in an airport and if you smelled something, just go to the counter and eat whatever disgusting thing that was there, because a lot of times that stuff was gross, but you could vacation anywhere. And now a lot of people that are, you know, from from birth, um, you know, understand that vacations are bringing your pots and pans pans along, um, and you get a place, you cash the kitchen, you you know, bring frozen meat, you, and so I understand that people do that, and if they're accustomed to doing that, that might seem normal for me. I feel like if I'm on vacation, I want to be on vacation. Why why am I schlepping along all this stuff with me and 
having to work and do dishes. And I mean, it just is, is not the least bit appealing to me. And so when we vacation, we usually choose just a very limited number of cities. It's usually Florida. Sometimes it's Israel. One time we went to South Carolina, we kind of look on the map and we see where there's some kosher restaurants. And then we plan our vacation around that. So this summer, my husband, husband was working a ton and we just needed to get away for a few days. The family just needed some good family time. And I'm thinking like, oh, it's too hot to go to Florida. Like what else is there to do to eat kosher and go on vacation and not have to bring pots and pans? And one of our employees said to me, did you hear there's a new kosher hotel like up in New Hampshire? And I said, wait, what? Like this isn't just like a weekend program because I'm not going on a specific weekend. This is like all the time. And as I said before, we, we vacationed, we took lots of trips growing up. We never got to New Hampshire. We never kind of like did that part of the country so much. And I go to this website, Arlington. Um, I guess what's the exact website I'm looking at right now? It's ArlingtonHotelNH.com. Um, and I'm seeing these pictures and it looks really nice and really luxurious. And I'm thinking like, is this, is this for real? Is this too good to be true? Uh, so we went, we stayed for three days. We had an amazing time. Um, and I wanted to share with you about this uh, gem that is now in the Jewish world. And so we brought the chief marketing officer of Arlington Hotel, Hilly Hill, to join us today on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Allison. So that was my intro. And really, you know, as we share with people um, different products or different, you know, destinations, I have to be sincere about the stuff that I speak about because um, I, I want this to enhance people's lives. Um, and, you know, as I was driving up, I didn't know what I was going to experience exactly. The hotel was very new. That can sometimes mean very bad stuff. It went like a week after it opened. And really, um, I have so many wonderful things to say. But I'm going to let you do a little bit of talking because, you know, I mean, I've already talked a lot now. So, so tell us first off, why New Hampshire? How did a kosher hotel end up in New Hampshire? Uh, well, actually, it, it, it originated, uh, it was owned by uh, a... Uh, the grandmother of the current uh, uh, investor who owns the hotel now. Uh, she had this hotel there for years and years and years, and uh, over time, uh, I guess she was able to care for it less and less. And uh, until a point that where it wasn't even, uh, it could even be that the building was condemned at that point mm. because it just wasn't functionable. And uh, the family felt that they had so many memories of so many people coming and, and enjoying themselves in the earlier years, and they just didn't feel that they wanted to see that go to waste. So they mm -hmm. went ahead and they invested a fortune of money, and they built this absolutely stunning um, hotel. It's it's not a five-star uh, hotel yet, and the reason is because um, some of the amenities are not fine, that their spa is not in yet. Mm -hmm. And obviously, in order to get that rating, um, the amenities will have to be functioning. So... There are, uh, you know, the spa is not in yet, and the fitness room is not in yet. It should be done within the next uh, two, three months, and they're working hard. But uh, that's really where it came from. They wanted to re uh, uh, reignite that 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 uh, that that homey feel and that wonderful, uh, enjoyable summer and winter for so many. And uh, they went ahead and they did this, and it's uh, so far it's it's been fantastic. So the whole, so what was the original hotel? How long was that around for? What like thirty years, forty years? Like what was the, oh, yeah. the time? Yeah, yeah, that, that was that was uh, at that time. It was a very, very. Uh, they had a very, um, I guess you can call a Hamisher crowd, a very, very uh, 
uh, uh, there was a lot of, uh, I think, for the, the previous summer, Rebbe used to come up there, and mm. there were other people, that very uh, Hasidish people that used to come up and stay at this place. You know, it was like a... It was a it was a grandmother cooking and uh, delicious food, like you know something that you would get like uh, in a kretschmer in 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 uh, in some place in Europe way back when, and uh, it was just a very homey, wonderful, yummy atmosphere, and um, it was it was a it was a famous destination. I mean, my mom, who's uh, in her seventies, uh, she she told me she the, the Arlington Hotel was was a destination, you know, way back mm. when even. So it was, it was a well-known place, but over time, um, sort of that that sort of uh, escaped, and mm-hmm. uh, they just revitalized that, and and it's uh, they, they 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 got rid of the building and they they built a brand new edifice. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. So what was the so dream totally, when they came? I'm saying to to not let this go, but it seems like it was not just to make more of the same or do a new version of what it had been. Is this because? Um, kosher consumers expect more now from um, a hotel, a vacation? Like, what do you think changed, and what was the dream of what they wanted to execute? So I, I, I work with the owners uh, very closely, and th- their dream, obviously, they're investors. They're not, you know, these are very uh, uh, financially uh, um, set people, and they didn't just uh, create something out of nostalgia. And it could be that was the inspiration, and that was the, the 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 yearning, so to speak, that they wanted to do something, but that wasn't that wasn't what they set out to do. And they really um, had a vision, which is something that I think is very, very, very uh, uh, you know commendable. Which is that they, they looked at the map and they looked at uh, Jewish vacationing, Orthodox vacationing, which is very limited. You always have you always like you mentioned in the opening of the show. You mentioned that we always need to have those uh, the, the food to come along with us. You know, regardless of the destination, either you're going to schlep the food or you're going to go to the same destination again and again and again. And uh, at a certain point, you can either become uh, sort of bored of, of visiting the same places, and uh, at a certain point, not necessarily can everyone take their children to the same places again and again. You know, do they, are the children interested, or is it sometimes there are other parameters that you know would or wouldn't allow. Uh, or wouldn't want parents to go to certain destinations. And they said, let's expand the horizon. And uh, just because of their familiarity, well, that's a hard word, uh, to, uh, uh, you know, of New Hampshire, and the fact that so many people always found, uh, you know, such comfort in that environment, they figure that this is a new destination. It's 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 uh, it's actually a destination that's a 365-day-a-year um, uh, address that they can come to and have the attractions that New Hampshire has to offer all those 365 days, from foliage to summer vacations to winter attractions. It's, it's really amazing. And uh, I visited the place myself, obviously. And uh, the amount of attractions that that there are, and the family fun that you can have over there is just, it's its really, really exciting, and it's really, really fun. And I think to, um, you know, uh, just uh, call on what you said before, which is I, I, the way I, I, I came home the first time I was there and I told my wife, I said, you know, when we go up there together, I said, just make sure you bring along a can of Similac for the baby. That's about all we need. That's about all we need. You know, you don't need anything else. 
right. you'll come up there and, 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 and the luxuries of kosher dining, it, it, it's gourmet. I mean, the food is not, it, 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 it's, it's so impressive. It's not like a continental breakfast that you get in, in, when you go to one of these, you know, even nice hotels. It, it's a beautiful, beautiful breakfast. Jeez. So they, what they, I they love about the food bakery. there is that um, mm-hmm. there's something so, like, yummy about Heimish food that I've come to appreciate from friends that I have, like, in Barrow Park and Lakewood. So it's got some of that, but then at the same time, it also has the very cutting-edge gourmet sort of feeling. So, like, when it comes to pastries, like, I have to tell you, it was a little bit dangerous for me because every morning they put out this spread with, like, cheese danishes and chocolate danishes and... Um, and I was just sitting by the counter and I thought like, I do need to leave eventually, but I don't ever want to leave. And then I snuck some with me as I left for the car ride home. And I thought like, I need to get away from this place. But it was so like, I, I, we don't get those like that where I am here. So that was such a treat on that end. And then also parts of the, you know, elements of the Shabbos in terms of the challah and in terms of the chillant, that sort of thing. But then at the same time, um, you know, the food was also just very, and that was like the, the Shabbosy food. And then Motzei Shabbos, there was this crazy milchik malava malka where just pastas and like cheesy breads and, you know, making stuff from scratch in front of you. And for me, what was such a treat is that the times that I go away and sort of have these buffets are usually Pesach. And while, you know, there's been a lot of technology in the Passover cooking that they can do. I mean, some programs I've been on, I don't even know how I'm eating. It seems like bread. I'm not sure how they did it. So they they have definitely um, done a lot there. There's nothing like real pasta and real bread. Um, and it was just such a such a treat to be pampered. Do could you tell us like a little about like what has gone into like the menu planning or you know kind of how to figure out that balance between you know gourmet versus a little more like Heimish? Like any any thoughts about the food? Well. So I'll, I'll tell you like this. First of all, um, because the, the 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 fact that it's so delicious, uh, they felt that a perfect location for them would be New Hampshire because at least once you get finished with breakfast, you can go out into the state parks or the national parks that they have around there or the snowmobiling or the skiing, whatever it is, when you know, depending on the season, and you can actually work off the breakfast before you come back to dinner. So... What can sometimes be dangerous is that people go to a place and they'll, they'll, they'll gain so much weight and they'll be like, I'm afraid to go back there. Here, it's a, there's a built-in fitness program right from the get-go. So that's, I guess, a phenomenal That's very smart because a cruise, that. you eat the food and then you just like sit on a and cruise ship exactly. without doing much here. <laughs> here. You just sail on home. You know? So, But in terms of the food, so I spoke to the chef, and the chef, um, the chef is a I – don't, I, don't, I mean, I, I think uh, – you know, he, he's, he's, he is so talented. He's so talented. It's amazing. It, he's, he's, he has exactly what you just said. It's, it's so interesting that that's exactly the recipe he's trying to get across and mm-hmm. that he was hoping that his guests feel. And it's so, it's so interesting that it really comes across like that. And the point is that it should have that Hamish flavor. It should have right. that... That Hamish, like I, I asked him. I said, you know, what Shabbos? I said, am I going to come to a place and it's going to, it's going, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to feel a real, real Shabbos meal that's really, really gourmet and just the whole Yiddish flavor is missing. He says, no, that's exactly what I work on. That's mm-hmm. what I work on. He says, he says, at the end of the day, I mean, Chant can't really be that gourmet. Sure. But he said, but even the fish, you know, and 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 the, and, the, and 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 the chicken soup and. There's nothing like chicken soup. I mean, 
you just can't get away from that Friday night. And then also the presentation I was just impressed with, just meal after meal. They really did a great job of the flavors. You know, sometimes even a restaurant, I sometimes wonder, like, why bad restaurants exist. Like, you had one job just to make the food taste good. So, like, here, um, and again, to the credit of this hotel, it was, like, the first week that they opened, and there was a lot of things to deal with. Um, And so to get the food really on point, meal after meal, um, and... By the way, I consider food being dangerous to be a good thing, meaning you go on vacation to have a treat. You go on vacation right. to, exactly. to you know, do something exactly. that's not normal. Exactly. So to have sort of this right. special thing you get to enjoy. But, yes, definitely lots of hiking. I'm not and, and, as much and, a hiker, but my family likes to do this, so they dragged me along. So in terms of what there is to do there, um, we did these mountain coasters. And there's also alpine slides. And I'm thinking, I don't know what alpine slides are. So we got to ride these roller coasters that are on the mountain, built into the mountain, um, that have these controls that you can, you know, move it to your own speed. Then they take the ski slopes, um, where I, I have skied before. I did that growing up. And they put these slides and you get to go inside this little like pod and slide down at a fast speed. So it was just very exciting to get to do activities that I had never even heard about before and get to share, you know, these things with my children. I do need to warn people, Facebook stopped working for me several times throughout the mountain. And I had to actually just like pay attention to my family and have quality time. And I mean, my husband was really thrilled that it was finally a weekday time that I had no service. And the truth is that I, I did see the, the benefit of that, just, you know, breathe in the fresh air. And, you know, once you get into the woods, you have to keep walking. So you do walk off your breakfast. So those are some of the, the summer activities that we did. Um, but I have not been there in the winter yet. So could you share with us a little bit about what uh, winter activities look like up in New Hampshire? Well, first of all, I want to mention that that uh, in the hotel, obviously, there's Wi-Fi and there's, uh, there's there is an internet connection, you know, for everyone that uh, that they offer. So it's true that when you get out of the hotel, you're you're really on vacation and 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 you're just away from it all. I mean, obviously, it's there's, there's service up there, but uh, like you said, like on the mountains, perhaps you can have limited service, and uh, it's it's nice. It's nice to get away. I I think that. I think, uh, I, I, if I can just like sort of make a disclaimer, I think the appeal the hotel will have varies from um, from person to person, from family to family. And I think that that adds so much to the dynamics of the hotel and the destination. Uh, not everyone is into hiking. Not everyone is into snowmobiling. Not everyone is into, you know, skiing. Not everyone is into uh you know, walking through an ice castle. Not everyone is looking for a hike in in, in a park. But I think that the mix up there is so diverse. And depending on the seasons, you know, it's really up to a family to say what season I want to be there for, you know, what couple of days do I want to spend there on a vacation with a family without the worry of bringing anything along and coming home at night after a long day and just sitting down in the restaurant and just having the best meal ever. Um, I think that that has a, an advantage. I think that some people just like the fact that I'm in a hotel that has full kosher um, meals. I don't have to leave the hotel. I could go to the spa. I can go to the pool. I can uh, spend my time in a magnificent lobby. I can spend my time in my a beautiful room uh, the rooms all come with you know a sitting area they have uh, uh, you know most comfortable beds in the world 
I'm telling you, I I loved it. I even asked the, the owner where, 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 where they got the mattresses because I want to get one of those for myself, you know, for me and and at home because it's so beautiful. It's it, it, it's so comfortable. So one thing I did uh, notice also was a lot of attention to detail. Um, and just getting back to like my own stereotypes, besides you know Orthodox Jews suffering over their kosher food. I never saw the Orthodox and certainly not the Hasidic community as being like cutting edge in terms of style. Like it was really this idea that these are people that, you know, don't appreciate or understand or even care about the finer things in life, but just like really cool light fixtures in the rooms and like the bathroom, very luxurious. And so did, were, did the owners themselves, um, you know, pick this stuff out or they just were able to hire very good decorators? Like how involved were they with, with the process of making this place just really feel very um, luxurious? Uh, they were extremely involved. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the, the, uh, the, the lead decorator was uh, Helen Brach, who was, you know, she's extremely innovative, and she really, really did a fantastic job on bringing and meshing the, 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 the luxury, yet sort of a there was a, a, a certain an intimate feeling, with, 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 you know, in, in terms of the design of the place. And uh, mm-hmm. they, they, they hired a, a fantastic architect, and they worked very, very close. The owners were very, very involved in the mm-hmm. detail of the design and, uh, you know, the, the duration of, of the hotel. And I think they did an absolutely amazing job. Anybody that goes there, um, anybody that I've spoken to that has gone there, just like they were like, whoa. You know, you come in and you're shocked. Wow, it's really, really, it's not commercial, and that's why I tell you that there's a, an appeal for there's a variety of of of, of, of appeals that this can have to different people. Uh, the, 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 the core of the place, you know, the, the the little rooms that they have over there, just like the restaurant, it it just it, there's a certain warmth there, but there's luxury there, and it's very impressive. It's a, it, it's not a huge hotel. Right. We're not talking about a 500-room hotel. It's a 65-room hotel. It's a boutique hotel, and it's a very, very, very inviting environment. And the people that are there cross the spectrum. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, it's very not limited. You'd be surprised. You know, you would think that here there was, uh, you know, the owner, so to speak, the, the, the investors are, 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 are perhaps from the Hasidic community, but the, it, it was not built as such, and their, their guests, are not um, at all at all stereotypical of a certain community. I mean, right. you're talking about like you, you know, Allison yourself, and 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 you know, from the most modern Orthodox all the way to the most ultra religious. And I, I'll have you know, many, 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 many Gentile guests that hmm. spend their really? that, that, that come up there. Sure, sure. Can I, I tell mean, you that's uh, really the mark? Jews want something when Gentiles want something. So I'm saying, if you've broken into the Gentile market, then kolakavo. That's the only the, o- the only thing uh, we wanted that they didn't want was the Torah. But other than that, you're right. Okay. <laughs> um, so, and have, are there any nice stories of people from different communities mixing? Because I'll tell you, when we were there. Um, we did get to, you know, meet with different types of people from different communities. And it's interesting because it wasn't like a Shabbaton, you know, with um, lectures or that sort of a thing, you know, where people came for a certain weekend. It was just families coming together. But I got to meet so many nice and interesting people from different communities. And my kids got to see different people from different communities. And we really love to, you know, I don't know, show them diversity and, you know, sort of a, a world a little bit broader um, than 
you know, what they're, what they're being raised in. Is that something that you've ever heard any stories of? I'm not sure if, you know, if, if that comes up or it's that just was actually, that was actually an intent an, an, an intention that was built into the fabric of this hotel. Mm-hmm. You go to many hotels and we, it's highlighted by a Pesach program or by, uh, uh, sometimes they'll have in the summer they'll have a weekend or two or for two weeks, and you'll go someplace else. And they uh, this is across across the board in the hotel. This is the this is the philosophy. And what it is is that it's not a, in the food even it's there. It's not about stuffing you with food until you can't walk. It's not about providing entertainment so that you could sit and do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. It's about providing a wonderful, uh, close uh, environment where people will meet each other. People will talk to each other. You know, on a weekend, they'll have a little program. A month mm-hmm. of Shabbos, they'll bring in a magic magic show. Mm-hmm. They're not doing these big, huge, um, elaborate uh, programs because they want the people to enjoy the company. Yeah. And people love it. They really love it because... The same way you saw that, that is the feeling that they keep on uh, getting back, and that was the that's what they set out to do. They set out to do that. It's a it's a, it's a it's a boutique hotel. It's not a big huge program where we create everything and we're going to force everything. It's in an area right. where you can go out and then, like what you said, enjoy your family, spend yeah. time with your family, spend but time I found with the, the you know you hook up with another staff. couple and you say, listen, how about we go out together? We'll go snowmobiling together, and you spend time. You meet new people, you meet new friends. Right. You know, so, sometimes we're so used to meeting our friends in camp. Okay, they come along with us sort of in our li- on our life's journey. Our school friends, our neighbors, our school people, and this is just another opportunity. You know, right. and people really they, they it's interesting how like the families will come up together again. They'll say, hey, you know something? We were there a couple of months ago together for Shabbos. How about we go up again? Let's give them a call and see if we can uh, go up again with the families. It was so nice. So I, 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 I love, think that I that, love comes... that we got thrown into the situation, and I saw all of my kids just kind of meet new kids and you know start playing with them over Shabbos, and I got to speak to new mm-hmm. interesting people, and I've actually kept up with several of the people that um, that I met that weekend. Um, before we run out of time, I want to mention that um, the hotel is right next to a shul and a mikvah, so just in terms of Jewish amenities, um, that's just very convenient. Um, the shul was there before that was part of the original hotel? No, actually the shul was not uh, part of the original hotel. It happened to be next door. I think um, um, that it was built because the hotel was there originally. But the hotel themselves is actually going to be putting in their own shul as well, because um, you know they want they want to be able to provide everything in house, and they're going to actually be putting in their own mikveh as well. Oh wow! The hotel. Yeah. Oh, yes. beautiful. Um, okay, that's amazing. Know, I'm saying like one mikveh in New Hampshire next door was pretty convenient, but two is even better. So, all right. So right, this really right. has uh, all the all the things that you would need. Um, in terms of getting there from New York, if I recall, it was around a six-hour drive. Is, is, does my memory serve me correctly? Something around that? It's, it's a little bit closer than six hours. I think it's about uh, five hours from New York. Okay. Um, I know uh, from it's about five hours from Muncie. Um, from Lakewood, it's uh, about six hours. Not about. It's exactly six hours from Lakewood also. So it, it, the drive up is actually it's beautiful because you're, you're driving through uh, – Vermont and, 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 and into New Hampshire. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. The drive, it's, it's just a, re- it's a very relaxing, uh, invigorating, at the same time, uh, vacation. It's, 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 it's wonderful. And, 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 and 
I can tell you that by the mere fact that in such a short span, they only opened in August, opened at the end of August, August 22nd, they opened their doors. And to have repeat customers in, in, mm. in, in, and we're, 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 we're barely creeping, you know, crawling into January, and mm. to have repeat customers again and, you know, two or three times already, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. That, 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 it, you know, it's not only I – wa- I want to just uh, uh, share with you one other uh, um, uh, opportunity that, that the hotel offers, which we see, you know, more and more as time goes on. There are more and more bookings for this. There are many companies that want to take their um, – their staff. Their, you know, their staff, they want to give them a nice, a nice weekend or even a midweek vacation to take the whole staff along. And it's very nice because the company, the staff gets to, gets to talk to each other and, and, and enjoy each other's company, not in a business uh, 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 forum, so to speak. And it, it creates camaraderie between them, and it creates right. – it, it's fantastic. And they can give their awards there. Right. And what we find also, is that a lot of And also, and you do simplas as well. They, you, the people will rent out the Simplis, hotel for yeah, yeah, you know, Shabbat 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 Brachas. Exactly, right. exactly. You know, I'm but afraid I, that we're actually I, out of I, time spoken, now. We, we have so much to talk about. But um, um, anyone listening that wants to find out more can go to ArlingtonHotelNH.com. Thank you so much for your time this morning, and um, I look forward to my tri- uh, next trip back. Thanks so much for listening, and you can catch us same Thank time, so- same place next thank week. Thank you so Bye. much. Thank you. Bye-bye.